This episode of the Beards for Radio podcast is brought to you by Farbar. Handmade, dyed, screen printed, and sewn products like hats, shirts, hoodies, and more. 100% original designs. This is a self-made small business started locally by Ypsilanti native and a good friend of mine, Farbar Bagarpur. These products are high quality, groundbreaking, best fashion possible, and will ship to you as soon as he can do it. Visit far-ebar.com to check out the next great addition to your wardrobe. Do it for me, do it for the beards, do it for my man Farbar. Beards for Radio. Hey, this is Joe. And this is Sasha. And we're back with another episode. And uh, as we inch closer to college football season, uh, we have some some news out of one of our rival towns. Um, Obviously, if you're a sports fan, you know what's going on in Columbus. Um, Sasha, what's your what's your take on um, Urban Meyer? And uh, does this kind of catch you by surprise that Meyer would, might be covering something up like that? No, it does not take me by surprise. You know, after what happened in Florida, how he skated in Florida with all the players that he had down there with, you know, Aaron Hernandez, the Tebow, the Janoris Jenkins. Um, I, you know, he skated before and he's just trying to skate now. I think he's trying to, you know, throw uh, Gene Smith under the bus. I think he's trying to throw Zach Smith under the bus. And I wouldn't be surprised if he throws his wife under the bus, you know, because she herself, if, you know, he didn't hear nothing from her. She didn't go to him. She's still a Ohio State faculty member. She can still uh, face title title nine violations herself. So, I mean, it's a, it's a bad look for you know husband and wife at this point. But yeah, I think he's trying to cover it up, man. I think he knew about it. But I think like a lot of you know people in that are involved in football it's a violent sport you know oh it might just comes with a territory type deal we've this is nothing new players beat their wives husbands beat their i mean husbands beat uh coaches beat their wives you know it's nothing new i'm not saying it's right but he should have done the right thing and stepped up or and now he won't be going through any of this right now so i don't feel bad for urban myers at all he should have stepped up and did what his contract, his new re- renewed contract, told him to do is that report any kind of violations, and he failed to do that. So, I, I I really find it hard for Ohio State to see Ohio State to bring him back, but who knows? Right, especially since I think there's some pretty damning evidence there too. Like there's proof in, from the texts that. Urban Meyer's wife knew about it, and there's no way she wouldn't have told him like she told um, Courtney Smith that she was going to tell Urban about it. So, yeah, I don't think it's looking good for Ohio State. I think I, I think they said they would get it complete, their investigation, in the next two weeks. Um, but yeah, I, I really doubt that Urban Meyer will be coaching them uh, when they kick off September 1st. I mean, there's no way, like, there's no way he could be coaching them, right? Like, that would, that would kind of be ridiculous. Yeah, it would kind of be ridiculous, but, like, you're talking, you're talking, 
one of the best coaches in the country right now who's coaching one of the best teams. Um, I hope they would do the right thing and, you know, and be morally obligated to, you know, release Myers and maybe go after Shelly for Title IX or go after both of them for Title IX because it's it's a violation. You know what I'm saying? This is, to me, it's a little bit bigger than football. You're talking about, you know, a woman who's, who knows, been getting abused for better part of a, a decade, maybe even more, and you knew about it in 09. Something right. happened in 2015. You know, there wasn't like a high, like I'm sure between 2009, 2015 and now there were more occurrences than there weren't, you know, reported. And I just think it's, you know, it just shows the character. I don't like to say oh, Ohio State because I hate Ohio State. Just showing the character of, of, uh, of these human beings, man. You know what I'm saying? Everyone is, you know, making fun of Harbaugh. He's talking about nervous chickens. At least, you know, Pep Hamilton is beating his wife. <laughs> Hopefully he's not. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I got to ear and, and go on the side of the wife right now because if it was – into what it what it was, then they should have came out with it, and they should have dealt with it head on. Or if it was what it should have been, they still should have came out with it and dealt with it. I just think it's a chicken shit move, right? And I think you know, you know, deflecting now. Now all of a sudden, you know, Ohio State's deflecting. Irvin Meyer's deflecting. You know, Gene Smith. It was Zach. You know, Gene. It was Zach. This that third. Like, you know what, man? Just own up to it. You knew about it. And you get you shouldn't have signed that new new contract that made it easier for them to fire you if you didn't report stuff like this. Right, and so, and a lot of it is lying about it too. Like that's the biggest part of covering up something is lying about it. I mean, you have to have something to lie about and cover up. But he said straight up at Big Ten Media Days a couple of weeks ago that there was nothing happening that he knew of. Um, like, he had just found out about it right when Zach Smith got fired. So it's, it's kind of it's kind of just as much the covering up and the lying as it is keeping somebody like that employed on your staff. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think um, they did the right thing about getting rid of him, but it, it, it was way too long. It was handled improperly, and, you know, as a Michigan fan, as a not big fan of Ohio State, I'm not looking at it like, oh, good, you know, it's going to help out my club. Because if this was Harbaugh, and like I said, and 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 he knew Pep Hamilton was beating his wife three years ago, and just just comes out, you know, in the next two years, I'd be, I'd I'd want the same results for Harbaugh. I'd want him to get fired. You know what I'm saying? Because. I just think if you get a as a human being, man, you especially in a position that Urban Myers is, is in, he is not only coaching these kids to the next level because a lot of them won't make it. He's coaching these kids for life. You know what I'm saying? So to be teaching these kids all these morals, 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 right? And then dude in your back room you got one guy that's that's going against all your morals, you know, what are you teaching these young men? You know what I'm saying? These these NFL players are already going, doing crazy shit already. You know what I'm saying? Set an example. 
And I don't think Urban Myers or Zach Smith did that for their players, man. They, they didn't just do a horrible disservice to uh, Courtney Smith. They did a horrible disservice to not not only their football team, the young kids, Ohio State University in general. They should be ashamed of that. And um, hey, I think that, I hope they get their just desserts. And you know, that's just my take on that. And it's it raises some questions as to why Urban Meyer would knowingly put his whole career at risk for a wide receivers coach. Like, right? It's not like he was Jerry Sandusky, who was like one of the best defensive coordinators imaginable. Obviously, what Jerry Sandusky did was what was far worse, like one of the worst things you could think of. But. I'm not uh, – <laughs> I need to clarify. Obviously, I'm not saying, like, Joe Paterno should have stuck his neck out for uh, Sandusky. But it, it just – it raises some questions. Why would Urban Meyer know this and choose to keep Zach Smith on his staff? I've heard he's a, he's a good recruiter. I know he's the grandson of uh, Earl Bruce, who was Urban Meyer's mentor, and um, he coached on his staff at Ohio State, I believe. But – I don't know. That's that's the biggest like question mark to me is why he would do that. Why not just take care of it? You're Ohio State and you're Urban Meyer. Like you're gonna get recruits. Like pretty much anybody in Ohio that you want, you'll get. Why why take the risk knowing that this dude has a shady past and it's probably gonna come out in the future? Why keep him on your staff? Yeah, Joe, I'm with you, man. Um, liability, you know what I'm saying? I've I've seen I've seen people fired from you know corporations for you know way less. I know this isn't a million dollar you know machine like Ohio State, but there's been CEOs. I mean, look at look at Papa John's. Papa John, that guy got dropped in a second, in a heartbeat. He was the face of Papa John's. He created Papa John's. He's got Dropped in a second when he dropped the racial slurs. In a second. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Urban Myers is above that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Zach Smith is above that. So I think they're they're gonna be gone. Especially with now nowadays with the whole Me Too movement. You know, I just think it's a bad look for Ohio State. If they keep him on, even a worse look for Ohio State, man. So you know, right. and, I think Myers got to go bye-bye. Yeah, and there will be people who will say innocent until proven guilty. I feel like there's enough proof to think he's guilty. Like, a lot of people want to draw comparisons to um, the Outside the Lines BS report um, that came out in January saying, like, oh, what about Tom Izzo and Travis Walton, blah, blah, blah. Like, there was no proof that Travis Walton did anything never got charged for anything, and nor was there any proof that Tom Izzo knew anything about Travis Walton potentially possibly doing anything. So, like, that's a completely different situation. I've heard so many people bring it up in the last couple weeks, and it's, like, totally different because, A, there's proof that it happened, B, there's proof that they knew about it, and, I don't know, you're just dealing with imaginatives there, you know? Right, and see, right. I agree with you. What are pay? And plus, Travis Walton. See, this is happening right now. Like, didn't Travis? Huh? Didn't Travis Walton get fired? Didn't let let him go. Yeah, like he wasn't coaching after that. So I don't even know what 
people are, I don't know, people are stupid, man. <laughs> it's just that people trying to find, like, um, this is exactly what's going on, man. This is like, and, and, and we'll get into this with the Guardians of the Galaxy thing because I think it's kind of like the same mentality, right? It's like people people are so pigeonholed to, you know, Ohio State that even if they do wrong, they can not do wrong. You know what I'm saying? And people are going to deflect and say, well, you know, they're, they're uh, assistant coaches over there doing the same exact thing. Nothing happened to him. Nothing should happen to us. It's like you, you can't. You know, when you start comparing the two, dude, you've already lost. In my book, as a human being, you lost. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're like, oh, well, I can I can dumb down this egregious act with another one and point it out like, no, it doesn't work like that. You know what I'm saying? It was just just like the whole, you know, when, when, the, when the sexual stuff happened up in Michigan, say, you know, a lot of people were like, well, look at Baylor. Well, yeah, look at Baylor. Don't fucking be them. You know what I'm saying? Look at Baylor. Look what happened here. You know, use that. You know, don't be Baylor. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, don't be Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? And, and and if you think, and if they think that Travis Walton did just as bad as uh, uh, Zach Smith, then don't be Michigan State. Don't have that fucking mentality then, which I don't think they did. But that's what, to me, is wrong with people. It's like, you cannot accept. Like, if, if to me, I'm a realist. If Jim Harbaugh was in Urban Miles' position, I'd say, fire his ass. Now, I love Michigan. I love Michigan football, but I got to say that's just morally wrong, and I don't want something like that representing the college I've been rooting for since I was a youngin. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. I mean, if there was if there was proof to – um, if there if Tom Izzo or Mark D'Antonio had done anything shady or covered up anything, then, yeah, I would want them gone. But, I mean, we've seen time and time again that they don't cover anything up and they deal with – the problems head on. I mean, Mark D'Antonio released his the four best recruits he had ever gotten a year after he signed them because of sexual assaults and rape and uh, stuff like that. Those kinds of charges. Like he didn't even hesitate. They were gone like that. Right. Um, but we might get be getting getting carried away. Um, right. But yeah, you mentioned uh, James Gunn. Um, was fired from the Guardians of the Galaxy after some after some very very old tweets were d- uh, dug up, I guess. So it's like if Ohio State can't fire Urban Meyer like after this, then like that's kind of it's kind of a I don't know. That's obviously a bad look. Exactly, and, and especially like 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 the like if with the whole James Gunn thing, it's like you're representing Disney. 90% of their fans are children. You know what I'm saying? Do 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 I look at the tweets and laugh at them? Yeah, I kind of get them. I don't think he was being like absolutely true about it. Some of them were just like head scratching like, oh, hey, right. I could see how Disney would get pissed. You know what I'm saying? Because, and I'm not saying that like, oh, James Gunn's in the jobs like everybody else, but Every corporation looks at tweets and sees what these people do. And people have gotten fired for way less, saying way less. We can go back to Papa John's. You know what I'm saying? He got fired for way less. What is uh, is joking about race just uh, worse than joking about pedophiles and rape? 
You know what I'm saying? It goes back to this whole one degree to act doesn't trump another one. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's so pigeonholed like to being a Guardians of the Galaxy James Gunn fan. And, and like Batista, if you want to leave, which I don't think you, he is because he said, oh, the only way I'm going to start this is because I'm a, a contractually obligated. Yeah, bro, you're going to get your ass taken to court, 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 and eventually you might be blackballed. You're dealing with Disney. You know what I'm saying? You're fighting against Disney, bro. It's like they own everything. Everything. Oh, yeah. And if you're going to sit there and be pigeonholed to a man, right, because you think Disney fired him because they were succumbing to the political actions of a few, that's weak, man. That's weak. Because if it, if the, if it, if the shoe was on the other foot and James Gunn was a far, far right person – Oh, and he treated this, the whole left would be up in arms. You know what I'm saying? Now that he's to the left, the whole right's up in arms. It's just like everybody is so pigeonholed to, to oh, Guardians of the Galaxy and this and that. They're not, they're not looking at what's right and what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just so sick of everything. It's like it's it's everything is getting political. Sports, political. Movies and TV, political. Politics, political, even more than it is. I'm so sick of everybody not doing the right thing and pointing out the wrong things because it's their side that did it. And it's okay if it's their side that does it. And I'm so sick of it, dude. And this is exactly what Batista is doing, dude. Exactly what Dave Batista is doing is like, rather than doing the right thing, right? And, you know, I'm sure James Gunn, he came out and he apologized with this one, that, but the damage is done. You know what I'm saying? You guys want to pen your letter? That's fine. But there's people out there, Batista, that look up to you that's been molested, that have been raped, that have, you know, you know, gone through this these sexual pedophile acts, dude, and they don't find what James Gunn said was funny. They don't find it tasteful. You get what I'm saying? So now you get a risk losing those fans, getting blackballed by Disney if they say so, and getting taken to court for trying to break a contract. Good luck to you, bro. I love I love Batista as a wrestler, as an actor. I think he's one of one of the best actor turned, you know, wrestlers turned actors out there, you know. But bad form on this man. Just move on with it. James James Gunn. Somebody said he he made his bed. He has to deal with what he said. He has to be a man about it. And that's just my take on it. Yeah, my thing is like. The tweets were, like, so long ago. I think it was, like, 2010 or something. And 2012, he owned up and, like, issued an apology for them. So I feel like somebody had to know about it when he was getting hired on as the director of the first movie. Because the first movie didn't come out until 2014. So if he addressed them in 2012, I'm like, somebody should have known about it at that point, right? That's true, too. So I... I understand why Disney did it. Like, you know, that headline comes out and people read those old tweets. Like, you're going to look bad if you do keep them on. Um, yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you, but I, I don't know if I want to watch a movie where anybody besides Dave Bautista plays Drax. I don't know if he will go through with it or if he's just, like, threatening. Um, but, yeah, I hope I hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah, and I'm with you, bro. I want I don't I don't want them to recast Drax. I like Bautista's Drax. But here he, he, here's something f- for people to think of, right? Is that 
all right, James Gunn's not in there. What's the next best thing? To me, Thor Ragnarok was the closest to a Guardians of the Galaxy feel out of any other Marvel movie that I've personally I've seen. Mm-hmm. And that director was Takai Watiti. So, so now, now not only do you have, I feel like somebody that as a director could step in and carry on James Gunn's vision for Guardians of the Galaxy. Now you have kind of a minority director. You know what I'm saying? So now you're kind of bigging that up in it. In, in a world that there's so much prejudice, you know, <laughs> and racism going around, I don't care what anybody says, is that it might be a good look for them to hire like somebody, you know, of his, his ethnicity. Then you got good writers too, Eric Pearson, uh, Craig Kyle, that, that wrote Ragnarok. So now I feel like you're taking it uh, away from one person, which is James Gunn, still keep his vision in mind. But now you got three minds that can work on this you know, script and they're talking about all the, you know, he already turned in his script and they're going to rewrite it. I mean, you don't have to totally rewrite the script. You can just bring three guys in that had a similar vision for Thor Ragnarok. They had a guardians of the galaxy feel. And I feel like you can make it successful or guardians of the galaxy three successful without James Gunn. That's just my opinion. Yeah. No, obviously I love Thor Ragnarok, Taika Waititi. Um, He's a great director and a good actor too. Like, um, he he's got this this movie called What We Do in the Shadows. It's like this mockumentary vampire film with uh, Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. I would hi- if you haven't seen it, like I highly suggest that. Hilarious, and it, it's what's it called? What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. Um, All right, it's written down. Yeah, I don't see why they couldn't like use the script that James Gunn already wrote or at least like you know incorporate it like work off of that I think that's where uh Dave Bautista was taking his stand was that if they weren't going to use the script that he wrote yeah I agree I think that what what, what James done for the first two Guards of the Galaxy you know I, and I don't think like James Gunn's I don't like per, at least I, I hope he's not like a, a perverted type guy like that. Right. I don't think he is. I just think he made some crude jokes that, you know, I've heard crude jokes out of my friends' mouths. I probably said some crude jokes like this. I didn't mean them 110%. But then again, I'm not representing Disney for a multi million dollar, uh, you know, movie deal like Guardians of the Galaxy. If I was, I think I'd stay my ass off of social media. Right. And you, you know what I'm saying? And you didn't tweet them out to millions of followers to see, you know? But right. Also, like, um, a lot of people also worked with him during the Infinity War shooting and writing. Um, from what I from what I understand, he worked he was still writing for the Guardians of the Galaxy scripts and parts um in the last Infinity War movie that came out. So I feel like there are people who also got acclimated to his style that could help working with the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I don't know. I think that might be a foolish place for Bautista to stand. That's not a hill I would die on, especially when you're fucking with Disney, who, like, like they replaced Terrence Howard without thinking twice. Like, they just had Don Cheadle walk right in like he never existed. Right. <laughs> like, and like no and nobody like really 
like I personally like Don Cheadle better <laughs> as War Machine. I think that was a good move. But yeah, like you said, like everybody just totally forgot about Terrence Howard, and people can forget about Batista. Trust me, it's it, it can happen, dude. It's happened in the past. He is not. He's not. Sidney Portier, he's not Sean Connery, he's not, the, uh, you know, Robert Redford. He is Batista, who's just going to play, you know, roles like <laughs> Drax because he's a big physical guy, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, he was made, yeah, I think this is uh, made to play Drax, he's perfect as, as Drax, like, absolutely, not just absolutely. Like, and I'm a big fan of Batista, think, but just the way he delivers his lines is perfect, like, he totally embodies the character, right. But, you know, other than that, man, a lot of other things came out of Comic-Con. You know, this is this was kind of like a controversial look, but a lot of big things came out of Comic-Con. What did what were some of the best highlights, in your opinion, that came out of Comic-Con? Well, I know there was the uh, the Mark Hamill uh, in disguise during Comic-Con. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, (laughs) uh, I actually haven't actually. uh, seen too much on comic-con this year um i'm actually just looking up right now but well some of the movie trailers that that came out you know we got venom we saw a little more of um eddie brock um in symbiote form which was kind of cool because a lot of people really wanted to see how that would transition from the comic book to the uh to the big screen and i think it's looking absolutely amazing you know we saw um an extended extended look at the Shazam movie that's coming out and I'm really oh, yeah. excited to see that too. I think I think this is where DC is starting to step up their game big time. Big big time. Like I said, I think it's I think DC's gonna gonna take a turn for the best once the um the Flashpoint movie comes out in twenty twenty because that opens up a a whole new different chapter and different universe for you know DC comics to take a kind of a darker twist. Um, so I was really glad to see that. And, and then I was really, 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 really impressed with the Aquaman trailer. Yeah. I think, uh, number one, you can't go wrong with Jason Momoa. I mean, like shit, if I was a girl, I'd fuck him. Um, but yeah, you can't, you can't go wrong with the, with Jason Momoa. It's, it, it, it's cool the way they're spinning it. It's, I don't think there's going to be a lot of superheroes in it besides him that are well known, except for, you know, in his storyline and his world. So, own movie and I think Jason Momoa is going to absolutely kill it but only only uh you know that that will tell once it hits the box office right and I know there was um the trailer for uh DC's DC's doing a series uh just called Titans not Teen Titans um yeah I know that trailer was released a lot of controversy around that like uh Robin dropping an f-bomb that's kind of that's kind of surprising like i was like when i heard about that i was like that doesn't really sound like robin and also it's just titans maybe they're just maybe they're grown up now they're not team titans anymore yeah which i've noticed in that trailer too the titan cyborg's not in it now i know cyborgs you know you know in the in the uh, justice league movies and this and that so like i wonder if there will be a cameo or there will be crossovers or not mm-hmm. but i think them releasing this titans is some what they're using to release their streaming their dc uh what they call dc universe they have a streaming uh 
you know, like a Netflix <laughs> type deal now. Right. And it, what's cool about it is that it's going to offer more than just TV movies and like animated series. It's going to have a backlog of all DC comics. <clears throat> so if you have this app on your phone or tablet, you can actually read comic books, DC comic books through your subscription. I thought it was really cool because that just offers you, you know, a lot more than what cable or Netflix would offer you. Yeah. That's, that's like a different dimension to it. It's cooler. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, I th- I feel like this Titans is kind of like what um, Marvel is trying to do. You know, they, they're going to have the uh, Disney streaming thing. And they kind of want John Favreau to head the um, the Star Wars, um, you know, live action TV show, which, by the way, got a hundred million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. So I think this this Titans thing is the the Kickstarter for this DC streaming, just like the Star Wars um, TV show is going to be a Kickstarter for the Disney streaming. So I, I it's it's going to get to the point where. We're going to have all DC streaming when you want, all Marvel and Star Wars streaming when you want. I think it's just it's like these two apps are a must-have <clears throat> for, you know, comic lovers, Star Wars lovers. You know, the whole, the whole Comic-Con scene is going to be contained almost in these two apps. I cannot wait for these apps to come out, man. It's just going to be I'm, – I'm probably going to be on those apps – you know, more more times than I'll probably be on Netflix or Hulu. So, right, exciting. That is exciting. Yeah, because when you think of Hulu and Netflix, you don't really think of the comic book hero type movies. You know, like you think of like I me like when I think of streaming services, I'm really just there to watch like comedy shows or maybe catch up on The Walking Dead or something like that. I don't really think of comic book movies. You know, like. Those are the type of movies I want to own on DVD and collect, you know? Right. But, yeah, this is also cool to have the option to have just a, a place you can go to find all of the collections of, the, of a certain one. Like, if there was a website where I could just, like, pay a monthly subscription to see all the MCU movies, that would be great. Like, I, I might never buy a DVD again if that, <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> Right, and you know, and it's and it's only going to grow because they're going to add more animated series. They're going to add more live action shows like uh like the like Titans or um the Star Wars show. So it's always going to be something they're going to add to it. It's always going to be production, production, production. And Disney's big enough, DCU's big enough, you know, Marvel and Star Wars are big enough where they can constantly, constantly put out content. And not only that is that I can see that Marvel is going to do the probably the same thing. Oh, yeah, we got a streaming service, and you can backlog and read current-to-backlog Marvel comic books. Not only that, we're going to have Star Wars books, Star Wars comic books, where you can order and or read if you like the hardcover or not. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this is just – we're entering a whole new realm of being able to get, you know, comic book content – at your fingertips, dude. It's going to be really crazy. Really crazy. We're entering the golden age, man. I guess so, man. Yeah, that Mark Hamill, I think that Mark Hamill being in Comic-Con and being in disguise is probably some of the best best stuff I heard 
out of a Comic Con. Could you imagine? Like you took a picture with, with uh, he dressed up. You see, he dressed up. Donald Trump, Vader. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him in a stormtrooper getup too. Yeah, dude. Like, imagine you taking a picture with him, and you and like you read this, and you're like, "Holy! Did I just take a picture with Mark Hamill? Like, please tell me the people are tweeting him. Like, hey, my daughter thinks she took a picture of you. Was it me? He's like, it sure was. That's like, oh my god, dude! I took a picture with Mark Hamill, not knowing it. You know, which makes it like more exciting. It's like an Easter egg almost in a way. Right. Kind of like the Daniel Craig Stormtrooper in uh, The Force Awakens. Like, at the time, nobody knew that Daniel Craig was the one um, getting his mind tricked by uh, Rey when she was discovering her powers. But then you find it out afterwards, you're like, whoa, really? That was was fucking Daniel Craig? James Bond? That's crazy. Yeah. Which, you know what's cool? He just signed on for another Bond movie, so they could do another James Craig Bond movie, which I don't mind him as a Bond. Either right. he's a pretty pretty cool dude, but it was uh, surprising to me is that he, he was really upset with the last one they did, and he said he'd never do Bond again. Huh. And then I just heard that he signed on for another one. So I wonder how that's gonna go. Yeah, we'll see. but an, uh, another thing that dropped, which is so awesome, I'm excited. Like gave me goosebumps. They're doing another. They're doing another uh, season of. The Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. Disney picked them up. And Disney picked them up. So I think this is something else that's going to add to the Marvel, you know, the, I shouldn't say Marvel, this Disney streaming um, content. Um, it gave me goosebumps because you when you left off, I don't want to, did you watch the whole Clone Wars or no? I have not watched the whole Clone Wars yet, no. I suggest you do before this because um, Anakin meets back up with his Padawan, which everyone thought it was like long lost. It was gone. And it just gave me goosebumps to see it at the very end of uh, um, the teaser for it. So I can't wait for that. That was to me, the biggest thing that came out of uh, the SDCC was that Clone Wars was coming back because I enjoyed Clone Wars thoroughly and I also enjoyed the Rebels series. If you watched that as like four seasons in the Rebels series, yeah. it was really good too. So I'm excited that's coming back. For real. Before we conclude our episode, if Urban Meyer is fired or let go, however you want to phrase it, how much does the outlook for Ohio State football 2018 change for particularly this season? Because I feel like they could get basically any coach they want. But this close to the season, we'd probably see an interim situation similar to 2011 when Jim Tressel was let go. Yeah, I mean, whoever steps in, just like Tressel, you know, just like Tressel's out, Urban came in, and Urban came in to a gem. He came in with a lot of talent, a hell of talent. So I think this – I, I think the same, the same thing will happen with the coach that takes over for Urban because I, I honestly believe that in the next few weeks, Urban Myers will not be head coach of the Ohio State mm-hmm. Buckeyes. But, but for the two- you know, only, only time will tell and only morals will, you know, rule that one. Right. Like, going forward, it probably won't affect them more than a couple of seasons at most um, if they do get, let Urban Meyer go. But for this upcoming season, I, I think it takes them down a couple notches because he is one of the better 
one of the best coaches in the country. I know Ohio State has a talented roster, but they are losing a lot of leadership too. JT Barrett had been starting there for seven decades or something like that, and he's gone now, so they're breaking in a new quarterback. They did lose a lot of people to the draft like they always do. Um, Losing a like Urban Meyer and maybe his whole staff too, we don't know about that either. I think it does take Ohio State down a couple notches for this upcoming season. Yeah, I think they lost. I think they got bounced out of the top five. <laughs> they just, like, released the top five before I hopped in the car and they're talking about Clemson and uh, Oklahoma and Alabama. I even hear them mention Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So who knows what's going to go on with them. But um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sad as – as a big hater of Ohio State, I'm not sad that this is happening to their program. I'm sad that um, someone had to be a victim, and, so, uh, and, and they had to come to that. You know what I'm saying? Because if Urban Myers leaves in the next two weeks, Jim Harbaugh will be over the century on him. You know what I'm saying? And I'd rather have Urban Meyer stay so we can potentially be, beat him. But that's just a fan in me. You know, a human being in me is saying you got to get rid of him. It would take, you just have to. It would take away from beating Ohio State if you do it when Urban Meyer is not there. Just like the year after Jim Tressel, the year Jim Tressel got fired and Luke Fickle was the interim head coach. I think Ohio State only won six games that year. So it was like beating Ohio State, everybody was doing it. It didn't mean anything. It wasn't special. Like, it it was special for U of M because that was the first time they'd beaten them in so long. But at the same time, it was like it, – it felt like it wasn't really Ohio State. And I don't know if the Big Ten can take a hit like that. But, I mean, that shouldn't matter when in the grand scheme of things when you're potentially covering up somebody who is a domestic abuser. Right. It's just, it's just bad all around. Urban Meyer's bad story, SDCC great stories, um, except for the Batista thing. I hope that works out. I I feel like, uh, Watiti can come in and and push Gardens Galaxy where it can go, but only time will tell. Because I heard that they're trying to get James Gunn back, and there was rumors that he was uh in meetings with Disney today. That's what I was just reading before I um, hopped on the, on the cast with you, Joe. So who knows how it's going to go? We can, we can only wait it out and we can just, uh, you know, talk about it when it actually happens, you know, mm-hmm. come back and uh, cover it again. But I don't think we'll see, we'll be seeing James Gunn coming back as director. And I don't think we'll be seeing uh, Urban Myers coming back as a coach, but, that's just my take on it. Yep, yep. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, some news out of East Lansing. Um, sophomore cornerback Josiah Scott uh, underwent an undisclosed injury, non-contact, and um, he's expected to miss two months. Um, hopefully it's yep. just two months. If it is exactly two months, he'd be back around uh, uh, their fifth or sixth game like around the time they're playing northwestern penn state um that's a bit of a blow that sucks because as a true freshman he stepped in and he played i thought he played great as a starting cornerback as a true freshman which you don't see very often 
no, especially if their whole defense got blown up last year to step up and um and and still play quality football at you know at a high rate, high intensity, and you know prove a lot of people wrong that said that state was going to buckle under you know the pressure of not having you know all their stars and other you know older seasoned players, I guess you want to say, but. Yeah, that's a that's a big blow, but I, I I think I think D'Antonio has enough players in the mill that he'll pull them out, and one will do just as good as Scott did last year. That's what I'm hoping, and hopefully it is just two months. It doesn't last any longer than that. Obviously, what we want most of all is for the players to be he- fully healthy and not have to risk anything just to play football. So that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, most definitely. I agree with you 100%. Well, yeah, I think we got to everything we're looking for in this episode. Yes, I think we did. Sports and entertainment. We are the capital of it all, baby. What we bring to you. So, I'm Sasha. And I'm Joe. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And this has been Beards for Radio, guys. It's been real.